Let's just call it quid bitch instead of quidditch. Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, who maybe just got done getting gangbanged by a bunch of centaurs. It's Scotty Westside. <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I quite know how to respond to that. Uh... I'm not sure I should have even said that. This is a family <laughs> podcast. Yes. Everyone knows this is the number one podcast for grandmas in the universe. Uh, Definitely for grandmas. Yeah. Let's just um, let's just say that me and the centaurs had a good time and leave it at that. You know, I don't like to get gang banged and tell, you know, that's just that's, I'm just old fashioned that way. <laughs> How are you doing today, pal? Uh, I'm doing fucking good, man. I was up super late last night, hanging out with some friends in Austin with Amanda. Um, I slept a little bit more than I should have today. Mm. Got a haircut, mm. feeling good, feeling pretty. Yeah. And uh, having a beer and talking with my best friend about Harry Potter. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That does sound like a good time. I noticed your haircut, for the record, it looks very nice, buddy. Oh, thanks, pal. Amanda doesn't like it. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amanda hates it. I mean, Amanda hates me mostly. But... Mostly, yeah. But that's that's you know that's warranted. Shit, like you deserve it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Definitely. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. It's it's hot as hell in this uh, in this closet. I can tell you that. That's going to be fun. While we're Scott is a 31 year old man and still has not come out of the closet. Has not come out of the closet. Uh, so I'm older than that. But let's not get oh, into. Oh, you're 32. Dates. Um, yes. Are you really? And yes. Shit. I'm almost 33, actually. Yeah, your birthday. Yeah. Hey, we have some birthdays coming up. Well, actually, this will be posted. After probably after our birthdays, uh, our birthdays have passed. So but. I am 33 when uh, you folks are hearing this. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's it's hot as hell in here. Uh, but it's where I get the best acoustics. So you know what? These are the sacrifices we make. I I also was up late last night. It's because <laughs> this is of particular yeah, note for the podcast. I was um. Getting getting involved in a certain film by the name of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, after all this time, our boy Davey uh, made me aware of the fact that the Harry Potter movies were back on HBO, uh, Max, Go, whatever the fuck it's called these days. And he was like, Scotty, they're back after me complaining for forever that, oh, I can't watch the movies anymore because they're, they're not on there. So I, I, have to, I have to interject here and... <laughs> Just share. Uh, I was up late, like I like like Amanda and I got home like at maybe two in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Scott was up late, and yes, I was. Uh, I woke up this morning to a group of texts from Scott, <laughs> and I laughed quite a bit in my bed 
it was it was very funny. So I will proceed to read uh, these texts to you. So uh, at roughly two in the morning, mm-hmm. in all caps, why did this fucking Yule ball turn into a goddamn rave? Which is a very astute observation, Scott. Dude, why, why did it go from like waltzing and then the scene cuts and they're having a fucking rave, baby? Dude, yeah, they're they're getting lit, man. Litty titty in there, man. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Our guy Flitwick also is like, what the fuck just happened? They're like crowd surfing him. That's Flitwick, right? Yeah, it is. It's Flitwick. And. He does not seem to be enjoying it. Flitwick fucks, dude. He, listen, normally I agree, but he looks like he is pissed off that these little (laughs) motherfuckers are like crowd surfing him against his will. Uh, Yeah, I was baffled by that uh, choice. Uh, That was a creative choice that they made. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's what they did. Um, they were trying to appeal to the youngins. Oh, remember? definitely. Oh, definitely. That is this, a very like early two thousands. Like, hey, let's appeal to the young teens. What are the young teens like? They like fucking raves. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Ron pop some acid in the corner. Oh, definitely. Too. <laughs> so much acid. So okay, much acid. So in that is text one of three. Yes. The next text. Uh, maybe, I don't know, 20 minutes later. <laughs> also, dot, 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 I'm pretty sure these Triwizard Tournament robes were made by Adidas. Definitely. Adidas Hashtag sponsored this not movie. sponsored. No, Adidas 100% sponsored this movie. They don't sponsor the podcast, but they definitely <laughs> sponsored these movies. Those are the most Adidas-looking-ass uniforms I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Yeah, I mean, hey, it's better than in the books That's when they true. actually are just swimming in their fucking yes. school robes. Y- you know what? I had that exact thought because I'm pretty sure during the tri- when they're swimming, I like had the exact yeah. thought of why is this dipshit in his fucking full-on wizard robe swimming? To the movie's credit, they were like, yeah, that's stupid, and they're, like, in, like, sleeveless, like, shirts and, like, trunks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this this checks out. This yeah, it's like a sense. jersey. It's yeah. like a jersey-type yeah. top and trunks. Exactly. It's very stylish. I'm I'm a big fan. Big fan. Oh, yeah. I'd rock that today. Hell yeah. Right now. Yeah, get one with uh, Zachary Tackery on the back, because they got the name and number. I don't know why they need the number uh, and their name. There's only four of them. Do they really have that yeah. much trouble telling them apart? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right. And the last text from Scotty Westside. Two in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Bobaton girls are actually doing the Macarena. This movie is good now. Yeah. Yeah. Good good again. (laughs) So we've converted him, folks. It's done. We can end the show. Not just like the fake Macarena either. It was just the full-on Macarena. And I was like, all right. All right. This movie fucks. So Scott is going to share with us some thoughts on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, other than these texts that I just read. <laughs> It'll be quick, but we're going to talk about it for, you know, maybe five, ten minutes and uh, just try and uh, dive into that. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot. I, I will say, you know, this movie was... this. <laughs> my very first reaction to the first big chunk of this movie was... Boy, I this is going to sound real douchey, by the way, and it totally is, and I will freely admit that. Boy, I feel bad for anyone who got into the Harry Potter universe 
via these movies because yeah i give the books plenty of shit but they are masterworks compared to these movies like <laughs> these movies are, especially the fourth book yes definitely uh for like the first i it took me like an actual week to watch that movie because the first like hour and 20 minutes minutes ish or so minutes i said minutes i did that you can you can check i've that. taken a mini shit before <laughs> you know you haven't <laughs> only extra large shits for you uh the first big chunk i could only do like 10 to 15 minutes at a time because it was just so bad but credit where it's due the last third of that movie is kind of all right. It's not bad. Yeah. From yeah, basically it's... the end of the second task to the end of the movie, I enjoyed myself. I, that's why I stayed up so late because I was just going to do a little another 15 minute chunk. And then the last part of that movie hooked me. The pensive scene and the trial was was very well done. I liked yeah, that a I lot. I told you. Yeah. It's, it sucks that they, they left. Well, it's because they, they cut out. Um... Our boy, uh, uh, yeah, the bag, the bag man. man, right? Uh, but the changes that they made were actually, I think, very good changes, right? And it, I think it looked great. Yeah the the pensive scene was great. Um, the the third trial in the maze, like as much as they changed the maze, like I actually thought it it was pretty tense and like um you know yeah. just very cool. Although yes, in the book, I feel like the maze. I'm glad you're bringing this up because. In the book, the maze feels like they're just like, hey, let's just put some weird magic shit right, in here. Right. And in, in the movie, it feels like intense. Right. Like, definitely. Holy it was very shit, intense. this is dark and like shit's not going the way it's supposed to. It was also way more intense. Yeah, it was way more intense in the movie than it was the book because the book felt like, oh, this is just a random assortment, a grab bag of magical bullshit. Right. Like, and none of it was like connected or had any like consistency throughout right uh i will say the one thing that confused me was like uh <laughs> fleur gets like sucked into the maze via the roots and harry like goes like he's gonna save her and then is just like oh nothing i can do gosh oh darn and just kind of <laughs> leaves and i'm like yeah. ah, i feel like there's something you could have done but then <laughs> when cedric is getting dragged in by the roots it's like Suddenly, that's life or death. Like, these roots are going to straight yeah. up kill him. So I don't know what the difference was there. Apparently, Fleur was fine, but Cedric would have 100% died by these roots. Aside from that small quibble, uh, the scene in the maze was very good. I, I was disappointed, though. They did not do the the parting of the ways chapter. I know. I know, dude. Which it, that, which was a big is... disappointment because the like I said, the the rest of the last part of that movie was very well done for the most part. That um, I mean, I we said this on the show, and I I think you can probably agree. Uh, that's one of the best chapters in the series, in my opinion. It's a top ten for sure, definitely. Um, it, I mean, it it may creep its way into top five. It is very good. The fact that I remembered the name of it should tell you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and it is very disappointing. Um, here, here's here's the the thing from he, for the movies from here going forward. The the movies do a better job of like being enjoyable films. Okay, right, like like they're just. I thought you said the fifth one was the worst one. 
Well, be, that's because I'm a book fan, okay. right? And yeah. I and I and I absolutely despise the way that they chopped and screwed the book. Mm. Um, but like for somebody who hasn't read the books or somebody who is not taking the movies entirely seriously and wanting them to be what the books are, sure. The the rest of the movies are actually, I mean, they're decent movies. Okay. Um, just they leave out stuff that you know. I mean, it's the same. It's the same shit, right? It, right. Everybody deals with this whenever they have a, one of their books, you know. Yes. Made to a movie, but Game of Thrones definitely had that, you know, in, yeah. in parts for sure. So I get it, but yeah, I, honestly, like I said, I was legit surprised, uh, pleasantly so, at the last about third of that movie. Basically, from the second task, the rest of the way. I was like, you know what? This is not bad. Some of these scenes are really, really well done with the caveat being um, no parting of the way scene. Also, I would just continue to beat this drum. Uh, Alan Rickman as Snape tragically underutilized. He had like one scene basically in that entire movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tragically underutilized my guy Snape. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree. Um, because they cut, they cut all the scenes between him and Moody too. So there's, Oh, I know goes. on the staircase. Yeah. That's a yeah. really great book scene. Right. Definitely. How'd you feel about, uh, Ralph Fiennes as Voldemort? Did you like his Voldemort or no? You know what? That was, oh yeah. That was the other thing I forgot. I was like, I'm forgetting some big scene. The scene in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Ralph Fiennes as Voldy. Good. Uh, I like the movie Voldy, honestly, a lot more than book Voldy to this point. He's got kind of this manic energy that I like. At first, I was like, kind of like, what is he doing? But then the more it kind of went on, I was kind of into it. Also, you are 100% spot on on your Christian impersonation because like the first time he did it i was like okay it wasn't what zach described at all and then he said it again and it was exactly that and i was like oh (laughs) okay so what about i have to ask you about this the part where voldemort touches harry and he's like i can touch you oh so creepy so and then and then it's like it's an upshot looking down at voldemort and he's just like Definitely. But Dude. I feel like he's got so much more personality than Book Voldy has so far. I have to agree, man. I, I do. Kinda I kind of love it. Like, I like what they do with Voldemort's, um, uh, like, we'll get a little bit of, like, character development for him, like, like backstory mm-hmm. uh, as the series progresses. Sure, sure. Um, and that makes Book Voldemort fantastic. But, like, yeah, I mean, when I picture Voldemort, like, I picture Ralph Fiennes Voldemort. Yeah. He, he did a fantastic job with it. I, I think he did absolutely fantastic. Uh, I will I will say I'm surprised. I think the Death Eaters might have been having budget cuts because uh, the book describes, like, 20 yeah. of them or something like that. There's, like, five of them max yep. there. Yep. I'm like, oh, budget cuts for the Death Eaters. <laughs> they had to lay <laughs> off eaters. a few. <laughs> Them deeters aren't uh, aren't getting the funds exactly. that they used to get. I thought that was funny, but no, like I said, Ralph Fiennes was great. Uh, it was the back half of that movie was very enjoyable. So that's my that's my movie report on Goblet of Fire. Oh, uh, what about uh, Amos Diggory? My boy, it was not as bad as you made it out to be. It was like <laughs> the man is like suffering. I know, the, I know. The, I I will say. I was going to mention this. I forgot. The best part of that movie, for sure, 
is how hot Cedric is for sure. Just a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Robert Pattinson can get it. Robert man. He Pattinson fucks. can get after it. He can get after it. Love him. Right on, man. Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's let me get a let. Let's go ahead and get a, a rating on the movie. Oh, like out of ten? Yeah. Um. Boy, it would be like a three or a four, but that that back third probably made it like a. I'll give it like a a six and a half, a six point five. That's fair. That's that's very fair. Yeah. So. All right. Uh. Well, let's fucking do this thing. Yeah. We got we got three chapters, yeah. and a lot happens in the chapters, but unfortunately, yes. it's just not a lot of chapters that we're doing. So. The first two will go very quick. They're, they're short chapters, and I don't have a ton of notes. The last one is where we are going to spend the bulk of our time for sure, because a lot, it's it's a lot of action happening. But the last chapter here, what is it, chapter thirty five? I guess is yeah. definitely like the stuff that was like the most interesting. And definitely, we will, we and there there that. are. I know that we'll spend some time on this because I, in my head, have been waiting for this sure. so that we can talk about things that are not explicitly talked about in the for book. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, so we'll, I'm sure we'll spend some okay. time on that. So let, let's let's jump into this. This is uh, chapter 33, Fight and Flight of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. What yes. So where we last left off, of course, was Hermione had done her terrible acting that somehow convinced <laughs> right. Umbridge to take her and Harry by themselves. Uh, Hermione was going to lead them to... The weapon, quote unquote, that they were preparing for Dumbledore. And the second the chapter started, there's like a picture, I think, of them. I think the picture in the book is like the three of them going into the forest. Right. And immediately I was just like, oh, of course Hermione is going to lead her to Grop. God (laughs) damn it. How did I not see that coming? Yep. Uh, yeah, I was like, of course, this is how fucking Grop is important to this story. I should have known that. I should have seen that coming. I, I sure. did. I have to say, I mean, I know we're not there yet, but we'll be th- this. By the way, if anybody didn't just remember this, because I know I didn't, this chapter is literally like five or six pages. It's, it's very so short. <laughs> it's very, very quick. Um, But uh, I actually liked that it started off with Grop, but... I liked the the centaurs being pulled into this. Right. Well, see, that was the thing. I I, I made that note of, oh, of course, Hermione is going to lead her to Grop. But then immediately my next note is, well, maybe not. Maybe it was just she knew the centaurs would show up. I I don't know what her intention was. It was one of those two. Yeah, Grop was the fallback, I think. It's like, hey, at the very least, Grop's going to be there. Right, definitely. We know where Grop is. So... So 50 centaurs bust out. They're like bows. They're like, who the hell are you? Uh, Umbridge, of course, insults them several times, calling them half-breeds and saying that they have near-human intelligence. Dude. They, not a fan of this. They are furious. Uh, Shit pops off. She gets the bondage spell off on one of them, but then they grab her, break her wand, Carry her off somewhere, and that's about the last we see of Umbridge. I'm guessing, definitely in these chapters, maybe in the whole book. I don't know what's even right. going on with her. So. Yep, yep. She gone. Um, Hermione uh, <laughs> makes some miscalculations. Miscalcula- Jeez, I cannot <laughs> speak at all. Miscalculations here for like the first time in in the entire book. She is like. 
hey, we're not with her. We're not like here. We only came in here because we hoped you'd drive her off for us or like help us. This is a big mistake. They are big mad at her saying this. They're like, we're not here to help humans or do their dirty work for you. Right. Uh, this this made things worse. Hermione, not your best play. Yeah, I mean, look, she she she's like a 10 out of 10 all the time. She can drop the ball a little bit. It's fine. Right. You have to forgive her every once in a while. So this, the centaurs are about to do to them whatever it was they did to Umbridge when Grop busts in and he's looking for Hagger. He keeps saying Hagger, of course, meaning Hagrid. Uh, he does, No. No, I know. It's shocking. <laughs> he does recognize <laughs> Hermie and uh, he asks her where Hagger is. She says she doesn't know, and he goes postal. Uh, Harry and Hermione run as chaos breaks out. The centaurs are now doing battle with Grop. Uh, they they kind of fuck his shit up. They like hit him with a bunch of arrows, and he's like bleeding everywhere. Uh, gets them all bloody. That drops on them, which is important here in a second. Um, Hermione is like Grop might kill all these centaurs, and Harry is like. Okay, cool. They were about to fucking kill us, so what yeah. do I care? It's no skin <laughs> off my nose. I don't know. The centaurs are cool, man. The centaurs are cool. This is Harry saying this. I'm like, I yeah. can go either way. Uh, Harry is angry at Hermione for this plan. He's a fucking idiot. I'm like, did you have a better plan, dipshit? No, you had no plan. At least Harry never has a plan. No, Harry never has a plan. At least you're rid of Umbridge and you're getting out of the forest alive for now. Uh, and then everyone else magically shows up. I, I, I don't, they, they hand wave this so quickly and I don't know how this works. I will read a few things here. Harry's like, how did you get away? Uh, A couple of stunners, a disarming charm. Neville brought off a really nice little impediment jinx. Uh, but Jenny was the best. She got Malfoy, Bat Bogey Hex. Hell yes, Jenny. And then they're just like, ah, anyway, we saw you heading into the forest through the window and we followed. And that is all they say about how they I mean, away. what else do you want them to say? <laughs> I think it's absolutely absurd. They just like somehow then fought off all these Slytherins. I mean, it's a lot of people. It's like, I feel like there were just as many Slytherins as there were them. Also, they had wands, and yeah, none of these other idiots. idiots did. Crab and Goyle are fucking punk bitches. Malfoy's a punk bitch. <sighs> Fine, fair enough. Um, they, and Ginny is a fucking hard-ass motherfucker. She so. did, but how did she get her wand back to do these bat bogey hexes? She wrestled him. Know, apparently. So... They're like, where's Umbridge? Harry's like, she got carried away by a herd of centaurs. And Ginny's like, and they just left you behind? And Harry's like, no, they got chased off by Grop. And Luna's just kind of like, who's Grop? And Ron's just like, oh, that's Hagrid's little brother. There's a bunch of just information being passed back and forth between these two parties here now. And everyone's just fine with everything. And I'm just like, I I I picture this. I mean, look, you're you're not wrong, but I picture this exchange like a very like quick, like it's there's the 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 intensity is high, and it's just like uh, like it's fucking Hagrid's brother, whatever. Like like what are we doing? You know, like let's move on. You're definitely right. You're definitely right. 
So then Harry is like, how are we going to get to London? Because he's still big on this going to rescue serious plan. And he now, does have a, a saving people thing. He does. Boy, does uh, old Voldy use that to his advantage. And everyone's now just on board with this going to London plan now, by the way. And Luna's just like, oh, we'll just have to fly on those. And uh, two, thres- <laughs> two Thestrals yes. have shown up. Yes. It's, it's your two favorite things in this book, Luna and Thestrals. I fucking told you. <laughs> and uh, they've they've got Grop's blood on them, like I said. So that's why these Thestrals, they, they're drawn to, like, blood, I guess. And <laughs> Ron and Harry are real fucking assholes to everyone else about them coming. Harry thinks to himself that of all the people in the DA he could have chosen, Luna, Neville, and Ginny are not the ones he would have chosen for like the age. Ginny would have been my first pick after Hermione. He even tries to leave Hermione behind at one point. And I'm like, motherfucker, every single one of them would be chosen ahead of Ron on the dodgeball team for sure. Right. And Ginny and Hermione have more skill in their pinkies than all the rest of them put together. So you can fuck right the hell off. I I thought of a <laughs> I thought of a one piece uh correlation here. This would be like Usopp and Chopper told Zoro and Luffy that they couldn't come help fight. It's like, no, yeah. we got this. Or if this was like Yamcha and I don't know, fucking Chaozu told Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> hey, be nice to Chaozu. We got this, we got this Goku and Vegeta. We're gonna go take care of this. This is so ridiculous, and I was so mad about this. Yeah. Trying to leave Ginny and Hermione behind. These motherfuckers would be dead a thousand times without Hermione. Um. Anyway, but none of this even matters because then more Thestral show up, and they climb on them, and they leave. I, uh, I was talking about this a couple episodes ago, about how much I love the use of the Thestrals. I just think they're cool fucking creatures, and... Like, it's unbelievably convenient, I know, but, like, they're fucking cool, man. They are cool. I don't... I mean, they're like demon fucking Pegasus. <laughs> they, uh, they they sound rad as shit, and, I, you know, you mentioned it's convenient. I didn't have too big of a problem with it. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, I, I mostly just had the big problem with Harry being like, oh, only me and Ron Being a go. dipshit? I don't know what these other fuckers need to come for yeah that's a hairy thing sorry <sighs> what a fucking idiot so anyway that's that's the end of chapter 33 like you said very short not a lot going on chapter 34 also pretty quickly uh goes pretty quickly so these thestrals are apparently like crazy fast uh harry thinks to himself he's never moved this fast before so this is like faster than a firebolt apparently oh yeah yeah uh Luna seems very comfortable writing these things as they arrive. She's just like all about it. Dude, I love her. She they also just every time they describe how she's only politely interested in everything going on, I, I like Luna yeah. a little bit more because she's just like, eh, like I don't really care what's happening, but I'll pretend like I do. Yeah. Uh that's pretty good. So they get to London, they go to the visitors' entrance that Harry knows where that is. The Thestrals are apparently very good at finding things also, by the way, which is very convenient. Magic. Hey, yes. it's magic. Because magic. They go to the visitor's entrance that Harry and Arthur went through to get to the ministry at the beginning of the book. 
Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. They pr- it printed up name badges for them, and their name yes. badges say Rescue Mission. <laughs> Rescue Mission. And I was like, ha, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, there's no security around. The place seems deserted. They get into the Department of Ministries, and the main room, the circle room, like, spins around. So you don't know which door is which. Like, every time you go through one of the doors or come back out, the room spins. Very cool. Yes, it's pretty. The Department of Ministries is rad, by the way. Yes. They they Thank start you. trying them, and the first one is brains in an aquarium. Weird. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then this next one, though, is like maybe my favorite cool thing that has ever happened in these books. Uh, I have. They go into this room where there's just like a pit, and in the center of the pit, there's this stone uh, dais. Dais? I don't know how you say that. Dais, right? yeah. Dais. Upon this dais stood a stone archway that looked so ancient, cracked, and crumbling that Harry was amazed the thing was still standing. Unsupported by any surrounding wall, the archway was hung with a tattered black curtain or veil, which, despite the complete stillness of the cold surrounding air, was fluttering very slightly as though it had just been touched. This veiled archway is creepy and cool as shit. It's so badass, dude. The Department of Mysteries is is the coolest single like place in in this series. It's so badass. Yeah. Yeah, so far for sure. I I have not seen everything that happens in this series, but this part, this this place is cool as fuck. Uh this veiled archway is like the coolest thing that has ever been described in these books. Um, I was very keen on it here. I see, this is one of those things that's difficult because you and I talk all the time about how in stories and fiction, we love the things in the margins, as I like to call them, the mysteries in the margins, like the things that are only barely teased or talked about, but you get like almost no information about them. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's I have what a this, feeling I know what you're going to say here. And that's what this was here in this chapter. And I simultaneously was like, I want to know everything about this stone yes. archway, yep. <laughs> but also at the same time, I don't want to know anything more about it because it's already <sighs> rad as fuck. Uh, yeah, yes. The, the, whole, the whole department is like that. Yes. Like each, each room, so I'm, and I'm sure you have probably figured this out, but like each room is dedicated to the study of a type of what they consider magic that it that you don't know about or like that that is hard to understand sure like there's like the prophecy room obviously there's like the time room i don't know what like the brain room it's just it's just the mind like like how does the mind work there's also one that has to do with love Oh, and then one with death. Oh, planets. There's like a planet one too. Yes, also outer space. They yeah. they consider that like magic. Sure. It, it's just so cool that these are like the wizarding world considers them like a realm of magic, but they're just like we don't know enough about it, so we need to study it. <laughs> it's very cool. It's, it's so cool. I'm so glad you think this, so, dude. This reminds me. I've mentioned control several times in this podcast, yes, but this yes, reminds me it. the most. This is like the most control ass shit. In these books, for sure, like it's so badass, it, and I love it. I I love the Department of Mysteries. I love this fucking veiled stone archway so much. Uh, this this thing is fucking rad. I was like I said, I 
it's such a catch-22 because, like I said, I don't want to know any more about it. I want it to stay a mystery. But then yes. also, I want to know everything about it. It's like the uh, the five forts in Game of Thrones, you know? I Yeah, yeah. Um, I, as a, obviously, as a Harry Potter fan, like, I would love more context on this. Mm-hmm. But I also love the fact that it is such a mystery. And I feel unfortunately that jk rowling falls into that trap that a lot of fiction writers fall into where they try to like continue to explain explain and expand yeah and stuff just gets a little shitty yeah see that's that is the catch-22 of it all is like your imagination can run wild with the possibilities yes you don't know everything but then once it's explained it's like you know a magic trick like once you know the secret, it's like, oh, well, that's, oh, well, kind that's of, it. Yeah, that's it. That's kind of lame. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this this place is cool, though. I, I have no complaints about this shit is rad. Harry, I, I kind of we kind of had that big, long discussion before I even finished this. Uh, Harry, like, here's these whispers from this thing. And he's like mesmerized by it. And he keeps like wanting to go up and touch it. And Hermione is like, uh, this is bad. No, let's get out of here. We have to go rescue Sirius. He's like totally into this archway thing. He wants to pull Dude. back the veil. Uh, they finally do snap him out of it and pull him out. Hermione's like, I don't know what that thing was, but it was fucking dangerous. Yep. <laughs> and then at the end of my note, I just have cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seven O's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big, big fan of that. Yep. 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 It's so rad, dude. Um, also, we got to fucking hand it to our girl, Hermione. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it was Luna. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Hermione using the flag rate charm, marking oh, the, mark the, the X's. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. smart on them. Very, very, very smart. Of course, it's Hermione. She's Hermione. Right. So they go to the next door. It won't open, and it, it even melts Harry's lockpick knife, which is <laughs> pretty funny. And Hermione's just like, this can't be the door. And they're like, why not? How do you know? And Hermione's like, because in your dream, you could always open that door. We can't open this one, so therefore it can't be it. And they're like, oh. Logic. <laughs> yeah. Lawyered. <laughs> yeah. So they try the next one, and Harry immediately recognizes it. This is the one. They go through this ticking clock room, which I now know is like this time room, which apparently this is where they keep the time turners also. Uh, and yep. the then sure they get is. in what i said yep it sure is god damn it i hate you uh they get to this glass orb shelf room which seems to be like the prophecy room they go to row 97 no one's there no one has been there there's no sign of anyone harry is confused and furious uh when ron is like um check this shit out hey mate this one's got your name on it I have this exactly. You know what? I didn't. I was going to go back and put more thought into this, what these letters mean, but I actually forgot. So it's SPT to APWBD. Oh, that's Albus, Percival, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore. I'm just now uh-huh. realizing. Dark Lord and question mark Harry Potter. Who the fuck is Who? SPT? What is SPT, buddy? Severus. No. Percival Transylvania. Severus Percival Transylvania. I don't know. 
I do appreciate the fact that they have to get all of Dumbledore's goddamn names. Yes. <laughs> Brian. By the way, that scene in the... Uh, uh, oh, I, by the way, I also forgot to mention I started vi- the the next one, um, this this book, because I wanted to see that first scene. Okay, if, if it was as bad, they as did I it well, right? Being. Uh, the trial was pretty cool. When he does, you're right. When he says Brian, he is like he like looks at the camera, time. breaks like, the wall, basically. a hundred percent. He's like <laughs> Brian. It's so good. Anyway, yeah. SPT is should this be someone I know? Do you want me to tell you that? Yes no, or no? I don't. I don't want you to tell me. What was the... <sighs> Maybe we'll circle back around to that. So, Dark Lord <laughs> and question mark Harry Potter is also very odd. Yep, it sure is, isn't it? <sighs> anyway. Harry is like, well, it's got my name on it, so I should absolutely grab this, despite Hermione and Neville telling him, no, you should... Even Neville is like, no, you should absolutely not do that. Uh, He pulls it down. Nothing happens for a moment. Then a voice is like, very good, Potter. Now turn around slowly and give that to me. And that's That's the end of that chapter. Okay, I have a couple questions. Yes, please. So, was it... Was it at this point that you realized that this was about prophecies? Um, well, not until they start calling it the prophecy. prophecy. Yeah. Okay. No, okay, I, okay. D- I didn't know anything about, I didn't know what these fucking glass orbs were until they keep calling it the prophecy, the prophecy. Sure. So I, I guess my question may be a little bit jump in the gun and I'm sure we'll get there, but I am curious. Uh, were you like, what did you think when you were like, oh, this is about a prophecy? Yeah, I I on it to be honest, I haven't given this a ton of thought either because there was so much else going on here. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know because the he if Voldy wants this prophecy and he wants it bad. Bad. And they say yep. he he didn't have it last time. It's. It almost seems like this is a way to. This has something to do with Harry and Voldy's connection, and like because in this chapter I can't remember exactly how he says it, but Lucius says to him like, "Didn't Dumbledore ever tell you why?" Or how does he say? It? It's not like why you're connected or why you survived or. Uh, I think it's didn't Dumbledore ever tell you why Voldemort was intent on oh, killing Oh, that's right. That that's night. right. That's what it is. Why he wanted to kill you, which I have wondered about. I don't know if yeah. I asked you specifically and you just gave me the razzle dazzle, but I probably, if you did, I definitely would have given right, you the razzle dazzle. Right. <laughs> Obviously it's, it's something important. Um, cause so <clears throat> in one of our earlier episodes, uh, in the past couple weeks, uh, I made a prediction. I made a prophecy. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I was like, you know, I think that you're going to love a lot of things about this section of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously talking about how just interesting the Department of Mysteries is Definitely. and like what a cool world building experience it is and just like the questions that come from it. And then I said, there's something that I, I think what I said was there, there's something specifically that almost every like fiction or fantasy story some, like will kind of delve into a little bit and uh... meaning prophecies 
And I was like, I don't know if you're going to roll your eyes at it because it's, it's like, well, okay, of course there has to be a prophecy. Or if you're like, oh, this is interesting and I want to know more about it. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming it definitely has something to do with like, you know, Harry is the chosen one to kill Voldemort. And maybe this is like how he's going to kill Voldemort and Voldemort wants to know that so he can like avoid it. That that was what when when Lucius told him, like, this is why he tried to kill you as a baby. Like yeah. the first thing that pops into my head is, oh, he wants to kill him because he's afraid of him or because he's of what, destined to kill him. Right. Of afraid of what he's going to become or because he's destined to kill him. I mean, sure. that's that's the easy. It's like the Terminator thing. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to go back in time and kill John Connor because he's going to lead the resistance to destroy us. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Um, whether there's, you know, it's more complicated than that or there, it's different than that or what, I don't know, but I guess we'll... I think I, I, I will say that it's it's different than that. Uh, I mean, you're along the right track, sure. and we'll learn very shortly. Okay. Uh, luckily, we don't have to wait books to, <laughs> uh, to really dive into it. Every- uh, so... Every time you like say something like, oh, I'm going to make a note of that and we'll bring that up in book 17, I just want to strangle you. So I'm glad I'm glad that we'll find out about this uh, <laughs> relatively soon. We'll so, find out about it with Jake next week, actually. Oh, goody. I think that's why Jake wanted to do that batch. Fucking Jake. It's, he wanted to do that batch because he's, I don't know. I try to think of a good burn and joke on Jake there. but I. Got oh, nothing. actually, we don't know Jake, right? Jake's just the fan. That's right. That we're... Jake's just the make-a-wish kid. <laughs> Oh, shit. There we go. Uh, we kidding. got there. Yep. Who's Jake? Chapter 35. Like I said, this this one's a lot of action, but it's 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 very cool. A lot of good stuff happens here. So this this one might take a, a minute here. So all these Dieters pop in. Uh, Lucius is like, give me that prophecy shit, Potter. Harry is like, where the hell is Sirius? And they all just laugh at him. They're like, the dark Bellatrix is like, the Dark Lord always knows. And Lucius is like, yeah, he totally does. This is your first time meeting Bellatrix. Yes, this is the first time meeting Bellatrix. She she gives Harry shit, which means I already like her a little bit. <laughs> She's like, oh, the little baby woke up frightened and fought what it dreamed was true. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Uh, and then Ron's like whispering to him like he's got a plan. He's like, don't do anything. Not yet. And Bellatrix is, like, just cracking up laughing. She's like, you hear him? You hear him giving instructions to the other children as though he thinks of fighting us? Harry Harry said that, not Ron. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It was Harry yeah, saying that. Ron right. wouldn't fucking you're right. have a like, plan. <laughs> Ron definitely doesn't. Well, Harry doesn't have a fucking plan either, to be fair. Look, uh, the the to Harry's credit, he he always wants to challenge things headfirst. So, so in that, in that sense, he's like, like he's, I think he's most in his element in this type of situation is probably the best way to say it. So like, if there's any time that he's going to have a quote unquote plan or wants to do something, I think right now is where it makes sense. I think his plans just involve a hell of a lot of plot armor. Um, but, uh, what? No. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and Lucius is like, oh, you don't know Potter as I do, Bellatrix. He has a great weakness for heroics. The Dark Lord understands this about him. And I'm like, 
Huh, this seems like uh, Hermione was saying something very similar only a couple chapters ago about this Dick's hero god complex, and um, boy, Voldy sure used that to his advantage. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Dude, like, can we just talk about, I mean, we do it enough already, but like, Hermione just deserves all the praise that ever can possibly exist. yes! It's like it is absurd how perfect she is. And and it's not even to the extent that like she called like, this shit. She called yeah. it exactly. There there's something there's something interesting and I don't know if it's JK Rowling's writing or just maybe how much we like Hermione, but like I feel like oftentimes when there's a character who like always has it right, mm-hmm. always has their shit together, always knows what's going to happen, very powerful, very, you know, like, smart, yada, yada, yada. It's There's almost an eye roll, right? Yes, or they become boring. It's just like... Exactly. Oh, and course. somehow, Hermione has not. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, is, it is insane. She's so badass. I love her to death. I think it's because, like, she... We've also seen a lot of growth from Hermione throughout the books. Like, yes. it's, it's she's not... She's always been great, but she's not always been on the level that she is now. And we've also seen her go through some, like, real emotional shit. And, like, you know, she's also very funny. Like, she will... She's the only thing attempting to keep these two dipshits in line and just yeah. burns them constantly. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, she's she's the Remus of, of this generation. Definitely, right? definitely. Yeah, Lupin, for sure. But you're right. It, it, normally, that kind of character would get like either boring or just eye rolly. But she's not. She's fucking cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's good on her. I I, do, I don't know quite to how to put my finger on what exactly it is. I I think it is because we have seen her. You know, she she struggles every night. Like she fucked up with the centaurs. Like we saw that in yeah. these chapters. Yeah. So there there is a sense of a little bit of humility. Well. It's not even humility. It's just like seeing that she can make mistakes. Right, right. Um, but she she never fails to rise to the occasion. Definitely. It's absurd. But it's also she's just cool about it too. She's not like an arrogant dick about how much better she is than them. Right. She's just like super cool about it, uh, which yeah. is also awesome. Nah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I love her to death. So yep. good on her. Uh, not sure if that's the writing or just if that was intentional, I guess sure. I should say. Right. Uh, but it, it works. It's Definitely. fucking rad. Definitely for sure. Uh, so yeah, they're in some deep shit because of hero heroes because of Harry's hero <laughs> complex. <laughs> Unintentional. Uh, Lucius tells him it's time you learn the difference between real life and dreams. Even Lucius is burning this dickhole. Uh, Bellatrix tries. You to- should get that checked out, man. <laughs> burning your dickhole. Yikes. Yeah, definitely see a doctor about that. Bellatrix tries to accio the sphere to her, but Harry pasta sauces in time. Um, <laughs> Lucius. <laughs> did I make the Prego joke before? You did. <laughs> okay, good. Pasta sauces. That's good. Uh, that's very I couldn't funny. Remember if I, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've made the Prego joke before. I hope I have. Anyway, that's just, amazing. Protego, Prego. Got it. I was just going to keep going if you hadn't have said anything. Um, Lucius keeps telling Bellatrix to be careful so the prophecy doesn't break. Uh, he's He seems to be the voice of reason here while Bellatrix is like fucking a nut. 
Harry tries Fucking to buy a nut. <laughs> Fucking a nut. Uh, Harry tries to buy time by asking them what kind of prophe- prophecy it is. Uh, trying to get the villains to monologue is a solid strategy. So, because they always will. Because they always will. So, uh, decent idea there, Harry. Um, they laugh at him. They're like, you're fucking joking, right? And Harry says Voldy's name. He's like, uh, why does Voldemort want it? And this pisses Bellatrix off big time. She's like, your dirty half-blood mouth shouldn't even speak his name. Harry comes back with, well, yeah, you know, he's a half-blood too. And she tries to blast him, but Lucius blocks her. Uh, A couple other glass spheres break. And these wispy ghosts that talk, like, fizzle out. I guess this is just, like, how these prophecies manifest. They're, like, the the like actual a... speaking of the prophecy. Yes. And then it's just, like, gone. So, mm-hmm. um, here it is. Dumbledore never told you that the reason you bear that scar was hidden in the bowels of the Department of Mysteries. And Harry's like, wait, what? <laughs> and he's like, what about my scar? And Malfoy, Lucius, is like, he thinks this is big funny. He's like, can this be? Oh, while while Lucius is monologuing, Harry is relaying his plan to the others. He He's telling, he's whispering to them to start smashing shelves on his signal. And Lucius is like, Dumbledore never told you. Well, this explains why you didn't come earlier, Potter. The Dark Lord wondered why. And why you didn't come running when he showed you the place where it was hidden in your dreams. He thought natural curiosity would make you want to hear the exact wording. Mm. And Harry asks him why. And why him, I guess. Why did he have to come get it? Such an It's so, it's funny. I find humor in this. These are like big things that are being talked about. Yes. And it's like just such an elementary question. Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Harry's just such a dipshit and doesn't he is know such a anything. But Lucius also is just like perfectly content to tell him. Yes. Because he also he thinks it's hilarious that this dipshit is so clueless. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, I mean, they all are just laughing about this whole thing. Um, he says, Lucius says, the only people who are permitted to retrieve a prophecy from the Department of Mysteries, Potter, are those about whom it was made. The Dark Lord discovered when he attempted to use others to steal it for him. And he's like, and why did he want to steal a prophecy about me? And Lucius says, about both of you, Potter, about both of you. Haven't you ever wondered why the Dark Lord tried to kill you as a baby? So, yes. Yeah, it it, it ha- like we talked about this, like I, I feel like it has to have something to do with Harry killing him or Harry defeating him in some way or something along those lines. I, I'm gonna say this now, just because I, I think I, I don't, I don't think it ruins anything, and I just think it's a good thought. Like what I'm excited for you to learn about the prophecy, which I won't go into like the specifics, but mm-hmm. it, it does do that, like what you're saying, but it it helps us understand it's interesting because we understand Voldemort's thinking his thought process a lot more after we hear the prophecy okay and and so it it gives us i don't i just i just feel like it was done really really well and like although the the, the content of the prophecy may be you know pretty normal for a fiction story 
Sure. Uh, just understanding Voldemort's obsession with it and like his his thought process on it, I think is is the the coolest thing about it. That's that's that does sound interesting, and I, I'm stoked to see what this is. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, so then Harry's like, "Well, why does he make me come and get it for him? Why couldn't he come get it himself?" And they again think this is also hilarious because Bellatrix is like, "Get it himself!" The Dark Lord walk into the Ministry of Magic when they are so sweetly ignoring his return. The Dark Lord reveal himself to the magical hit wizards when at the moment they are wasting their time on my dear cousin. Uh, Sirius Black, of course. Right. And Harry's like, so he's got you doing his dirty work for him, has he? Like he tried to get Sturgis to steal it and Bodhi. And Malfoy or Lucius. I don't like calling him Malfoy because I always think of Draco when I yeah. say Malfoy. It's I funny that he makes that comment, though, because it's like, well, joke's on you, man. Like, he's got you doing it for him because yeah. he fucking owned your ass with that serious vision. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he owned him hard. Uh, so Harry yells now and they blast all the shelves and everything's falling. There's like the shelves are falling, glass falling everywhere. Harry, Hermione and Neville make it out and seal the door. But Ron, Ginny and Luna are not with them. This, this is kind of the start of this big, really actually pretty long action sequence we get here. So, uh, they start to run out, but they have to hide. Uh, Dieter comes in and is about to abracadabra Hermione. Harry, the best thing he's ever done in his life, just tackles the mofo to the ground before he can get that spell off. Yes. Uh, big struggle. One of the Dieter's heads gets knocked into this bell jar, and it starts changing to a baby head. And then this was kind of weirdly worded. I was kind of confused by this. It, it seems like it changed into a baby head, then back again. Yes. But then also it's just like a baby head for the the, the rest of the time they see him. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's constantly going back and forth or if he's just like permanently baby head now. I I, th- I think it's like permanent baby head. Okay. It's, it seemed odd. Maybe it was like only going back and forth when his head was in the jar. And then now that he's out of the jar, it just stopped. At yeah. Like like picture head. like a like a morphing animation where it's like back and forth and then it like stops and he's just a baby. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Harry starts to blast uh, Babyhead Death Eater, and Hermione stops him and says, he can't hurt a baby. Oh, my and God, like, Hermione. What? Fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And there you that. go. And there's uh, Hermione, not perfect. Uh, there you go. Another example. <laughs> she pissed off the centaurs, and what are you doing, my girl? I love you to death, but come on. Come on. Let him let him blast that Dieter. So, uh, two more Dieters run in and blast all three of them. This is still Neville, Hermione, and Harry with Impedimentia, which seems to really fuck them up for about, oh, one-tenth of a second. This Impedimentia spell seems absolutely bullshit because it, like, blasts them into the wall, but they just immediately come right back with their own spells. Uh, Hermione silencios one and Harry petrifies the second. So it seems to me they should have just led with, like, petrify or something. Or Avada Kedavra. Right, instead of this bullshit impedimentia, because that don't do shit. It's, it's impedimenta. What did I say? Mencha. I don't hear but, the difference. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're so stupid. By the way, anytime I see the word silencio, I think of the... Uh, <laughs> 
Nacho Libre. That's the name of the the giant wrestler. The- Silencio, <laughs> Silencio Silencio bruised his bunions. <laughs> um, this is cool. The the Death Eater that Hermione had just struck dumb made a sudden slashing movement with his wand, from which flew a streak of what looked like purple flame. Ooh, yes. It passed right across Hermione's chest. She gave a tiny, oh, <laughs> as though of surprise, and then crumpled onto the floor where she lay motionless. Uh, fuck no, Hermione. This this takes her out of the fight for good. Like, she is yep. not up for the rest of this chapter. Uh, this is apparently some kind of silent spell you can do with a wand that's... They probably, again, should have just led with this. <laughs> Because this thing seems badass. But only one of them yes. does it, by the way, this entire time, I noticed. Only what? Only one of the Dieters seems to use this spell during this entire right. scuffle. Yes. So I don't know They're... if this is this dude's specialty or whatever, his special well, move. Well, it's just, it's just, I mean, like, think about it like this, like, like, they're, like, even on the, I'm going to say good in air quotes, mm-hmm. because I don't know that you necessarily know this, but, like, only people that are like a, a, a an inherently evil person can't do like a Patronus charm, for example. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, but like even the adults who are quote unquote good, like in the trial, they were like, "Oh wow, like you can do a Patronus charm." Sure, sure. Like, there's grown wizards that can't do that. So I, I think it's just like that. Not every spell is attainable by every person. Sure. This this so this is this guy is Dolohov. Um, yes, and Dolohov is a is a tough motherfucker. He he seems like he's a tough asshole. He he killed the Pruitts, and I was like, I don't know who that is. Uh, he, he kicks the absolute shit out of Neville because he still can't talk. So he just like kicks Neville straight in the face, snaps yep. his wand in half, busts poor Neville's nose. He is all busted up, but then Harry petrifies him too, and I'm like. You guys need to lead with like this or abracadabra or whatever instead yeah. of fucking around with these other spells. Uh, anyway, Hermione is alive but unconscious. They pick her up to go look for the others. Neville says his gran is going to kill him because that was his dad's wand, uh, which is just a kind of cool, funny little character moment. And he takes Hermione's wand. Uh, also, oh, here's where we get the mention. There's this glass cabinet that contains the time turners that keeps shattering and then repairing itself over and over. That's, that's kind of a cool touch. That's kind of cool. Yes. But also like, maybe you should grab one of one or two of those. Cause that seems like that would be super handy for everything so, that's about to happen. You said that, uh, it's shattered, right? Yes. But then it repairs itself over and over again. Uh, you want to get the excuse re- here that they're unusable because they're shattered? Oh yes. my god! Yes, I was gonna ask you. Do you want to get really pissed off at J.K. Rowling for a minute? I didn't, but now I do. <laughs> so, okay. So listen to this. This is such horseshit. This is why I hate the time turner thing. I think I said this right. Yeah. I've told you that I that yeah. I don't like it. I forgot about this. You know, when I read through these chapters, I did. The time turn thing didn't even register with me until we started talking about it right yeah. now. Yeah, uh-huh. I was very surprised at how lighthearted you were about all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, just like you said, as mm. a uh, very adept reader 
that you are. Well, obviously not tonight. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like when we were talking about the time turners the first time in book three. Yes. You were like, look, if you are going to introduce time travel into your story, mm-hmm. you have got like you have to play by a different set of rules. Yes. Uh, you always have to acknowledge that. Uh, there is an interview where J.K. Rowling was leg- straight up just like, yeah, I realized that after the fact, and I needed them gone. So I just added a quick little thing. No. So yep. this is like all the time turners in like the world yes. just done yep. and gone. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> yep, they're just gone now. That's Shit. it. Shit. Yep, so now that she do- she doesn't have to deal with it anymore about that possibility. Except that they're like repairing themselves. Are they just Look, caught hey, in an man, infinite I, time loop? I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm oh saying that's god. what the intention was with this thing. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Isn't that isn't that like very frustrating? <laughs> yes. I th- I can't believe I didn't think about this more when I was reading this chapter. Like honestly, like this was like cool and exciting action. Also, I was probably worried about Hermione a lot. As you and should like be. this, just like oh, there's t- there's time turners on these shelf. That's that's interesting, and that didn't even register with me. And I'm I'm so mad at myself now too. I wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I would have preferred it if they just didn't go into the time room at all and just like pretended like time turners don't exist anymore. Like, yep. Maybe not. Maybe it is best that she writes this throwaway throwaway line about like, oh yeah, time turners are fucked up. No more. No more time turners. I don't know. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So I I I don't I don't like necessarily love it, but that is what it is. Yeah. So hey, uh, all right, moving. On. There's too many. There's too much good stuff happening around this for me to get hung up on that. That's the thing. Like I, I have, I'm not getting too mad about it because there's a lot of other good stuff here. I, I think I would prefer it <laughs> if we could just go back in time and just take the time turner stuff out of the end of book three because I feel like that was the worst part of that last sequence. Yeah, it's just so unnecessary. Like I feel like you could have written that a bunch of different ways, and you chose the way that would make like potentially the biggest impact on the rest of the story, but then you didn't want it to have a big impact on the rest of the story. So now you have to write it out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The only thing, and I know that you didn't like this, but the only thing that I did like about the time Turner sequence in book three is I did like that. Harry saw himself. Harry saves himself, but but he didn't realize that it was himself. And then like, once he puts two and two together, he realizes, like, hey, I do have the strength to be able to do this full Patronus. I like that. I thought that was a nice touch. But, yeah, as far as the actual mechanics of the time turners, it's like, yeah, let's fucking not. Yeah. Let's just not do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly what Rowling was thinking when she wrote yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Let's just not. Let's just break this like, shit. I went there, and I kind of wish I didn't, but I don't have a real-life time turner, so guess what? I'm exactly. going to write this scene. Exactly. Holy shit. All right. So, uh, they go back to the circular room, and Ron, Ginny, and Luna bust through. Uh, they're they're kind of all fucked up. Ginny's got a broken ankle. Ron is like drunk or like loss of blood. He's like bleeding, but also he's acting drunk. He's like all fucked up. I don't know what they did to him. But uh, oh, Luna Luna tells Harry that Ginny Ginny broke her ankle. Um, 
Four of them chased us into a dark room full of planets. It was a very odd place. Some of the time we were just floating in the dark. And then Ron chimes in with, Harry, we saw Uranus up close. Get it, Harry? We saw Uranus. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, Ron. I like drunk spell Ron more than regular Ron. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So they try to leave, but the Dieters chase them back into the brain tank room. And <laughs> this is where I wrote, no, go back to that sick veiled arch room. Little did I know that was about yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, they try we also to... get what you wanted. I know. I did get what I wanted, and yeah. now I'm not sure I want it. <laughs> um, <laughs> they try to seal all the doors, but Luna can't get to one in time, and they blast through the door and through her. She she goes flying, and now she's out of the commission, too. So basically, uh, it's, it's down to just a couple of them now. Ron's still drunk or dying or both. I'm not sure what it is. And he's like... Hey Harry, check out these weird brains. And he summon one summons one out of the tank to him. Harry tries to stop him, uh, but this weird squid brain tentacle thing starts to wrap him up. Ginny yells that it will suffocate him right before she gets stunnered. And now it's only Neville and Harry left. Also, but spoiler, it's really only Harry because Neville can't cast spells because he can barely talk because his nose is all busted up and his face is all fucked yep. so yep Ginny's out hermione's unconscious their two biggest guns are unconscious fully uh ron is drunk and or dying and or both also wrapped up with squid tentacles creepy you know some kind of japanese weird porn going on over there <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't it doesn't the book explain maybe you didn't take a note of it but of how like ron starts getting fucked up by this brain yeah, it like wraps him up and it's like weird squid I feel tentacles. Like, I feel like I remember there being like like uh like Ron's face like changes and like as like he's laughing and then he realizes like oh, oh no no I yeah. do not like yeah, this. He's like oh I don't like this as it starts to turn into some Japanese weird, you know, hentai film. Yeah. I can't, he's like, I can't I remember like it. if it if it was if this is just like fan speculation or if it was something that was like put up on Pottermore, but if i'm remembering right like like he sees fucked up things in his mind when when that happens like the the brains like force him to see memories Uh-oh. or something like that i don't think it's like it's like dark that. apparently and again i can't remember if this is like a fan thing that i read uh, or not but that's that's how i'm remembering it so i i, I think that's legit but it Either just way, seemed cool like he point, was point starting point. to realize because Ginny says they'll suffocate him. Is my takeaway was like he's realizing these things are about to suffocate and kill him, and suddenly he's like, "Oh shit!" But who knows? Uh, right. Well, I, there. I don't think there was anything actually in the book about what you're talking about. The the thing is, is like uh, the way that you get hurt or affected by all these things in these specific rooms has to do with their function right so like time oh sure the guy has like the baby head mm-hmm. right like that he goes sense. back like his head goes back in time uh the veil obviously we know that um obviously but so like they're it, it, i think it was just said after the fact but i i feel like maybe it was on pottermore i could be wrong fuck me i'm apparently not an actual good <laughs> harry potter fan fuck my life yeah listen that's been established for the last 20 some odd episodes buddy you didn't you didn't have to say that out loud uh, so Harry runs out of the room. He's he's trying to draw the Dieters away since he has the prophecy anyway. He hopes Neville will find some way of freeing Ron. 
and he falls into the arch room. And I'm like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Here we go. Dude. Uh, all the Dieters follow him in, and he's trapped. Lucius is like, give me that prophecy, you dick. <sighs> Harry says to let the other go, let the others go, and he'll give it to him. And Lucius is like, you can't bargain with us now, you douchebag. There's like 10 of us, and yeah. you're alone. This is a good crack. Hasn't Dumbledore taught you how to count? And I'm like, that's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty good, <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, no, Neville, no, because Neville comes in. And I'm like, I appreciate the thought, but you can't even cast spells, buddy. Uh, Bellatrix learns his name because I think Lucius is like, what the fuck are you going to do, Longbottom? And she wants to torture him like she tortured his parents, this fucking asshole. It's really bad. It's it's pretty fucked up. It's it's so like. This scene is so this is why this is why I'm telling you like this scene and then what happens in the next couple chapters is the redeeming stuff of this book. Yeah. Like this, it, it makes this book worth it for me. This is all real good. So fuck. Harry is about to hand over the prophecy when the fucking cavalry arrives. Dude. <laughs> I accidentally wrote Sirius instead of serious in my notes. Sirius. <laughs> Sirius, Lupin, Moody, Tonks, and Kingsley Shacklebolt. He's the only one. You got to get his full name. You got to get his full name. You, you have to know, by the way, Scott, once you get to this part in the movie, this is fucking badass. Is it? They do, they, do, do they pull it off well? Really well. Okay. Yes. Okay. Holy uh, shit, it's rad. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited to see that because this is definitely really cool part. So chaos breaks out. Uh, a Dieter puts Harry in the sleeper hold, and I'm like, you should have done a figure four leg lock or a camel clutch. <laughs> like, the, the sleeper hold is just not effective enough. <laughs> uh, Neville comes up clutch here, jams Hermione's wand into his eye, and my immediate thought is, if that thing had a bayonet on it, this dude would be done. <laughs> All I'm saying. Oh my god, that's a deep cut. All I'm saying, if his wand had a bayonet, I've said it before, I'll say it a thousand more times. This Dieter would be donezo. He's not. He's he's fine. That's hilarious. So, bunch of chaos is just going on. Harry's foot, he... Oh, oh, this is fucked up. I have this verbatim. Harry's foot made contact with something round and hard, and he slipped. For a moment, he thought he had dropped the prophecy, then saw Moody's magic eye spinning away across the floor. Its yeah. owner was lying on his side, bleeding from the head, and his tacker was now daring, bearing down upon Harry and Neville. And this is Dolohov again. This dude, Dolohov, I'm telling you, Dolohov is a fucking hard motherfucker. He's a fucking beast, dude. Yes. Like, Moody has been built... I know he's old and he's probably not what he used to be. But Moody has been built up as, like, one of the greatest magical hit wizards of all time. And Dolohov just takes his ass out. I, I don't yeah. know if Moody is dead. That would suck if he is but it kind of seems like he might be i don't know dude it's uh yeah dolov man dolov is the mvp <laughs> for the deeters here like big time yep. um he does this uh tarantalegra sounds like a pokemon <laughs> i'm pretty sure it is uh that's tangela <laughs> yeah it's, it sounds like a tangela or tarantula or something uh Neville's this is like makes Neville's legs do a frenzy dance ta tap dance it's so stupid I don't even why is it like Neville already can't do shit Neville's like <laughs> completely fucked up I don't know why 
again, I question, like, why these fuckers aren't just tossing around abracadabra like it's going out of style since it's unblockable. Like, they should be doing that constantly, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he tries to do the, the whole purple wand slash maneuver he, he took Hermione down with. Hermione, or Hermione, Harry Pasta Sauce is just in time, but uh, he still gets, like, hit by part of it, and it knocks him over. So, yeah, Dolohov, fucking monster, dude. Yes. Uh, Hard motherfucker. Yeah. Dolohov tries to Accio, pro- Accio the prophecy from Harry to him, and then Sirius busts out of nowhere, uh, does a nice shoulder check to Dolohov. Uh... Sirius and Dolohov are now dueling, uh, but Harry jumps up and petrifies him from behind. This, this is the second... You know, we give Dolohov a lot of props, but this is the second time Harry has petrified him in this fight, so maybe yeah. he's not all that. <laughs> so, I, I want to... I want to say... Do you mind if I say something from the movie? Like, you, like it's not... Sure. It, it wouldn't be a spoiler, sure. but it's something that they changed in the movie that I love. Okay. Would you rather watch it in the movie and experience it yourself? Uh, or? I mean, no, you can you can tell me. If okay. You want to. So in this scene, I I just I have to give credit where it's due because I give the movies a lot of shit. Sure, you do for everything they That's change true. and leave out. But one, this whole uh, dais room is the scene is incredible. It's mm-hmm. very 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 good. It's intense. There's a lot happening. They I think they did a fantastic job nailing what a wizard duel would look like. Sure. It's really badass. And uh, in in this scene here, Sirius is dueling with Dolohov, and Harry jumps in just like in the book, and you know Petrificus Totalis him, mm-hmm. and the music like kind of cuts and it like in like it fades away, and it's just Sirius and uh, Harry Harry's like wand movement sounds like like swishing, mm-hmm. and Sirius just says, "Nice one, James." Oh shit! And it and it's just like. It's really good because Oof. we know what happens right, right afterwards. Right. Oh my god, it's so good. That is good. I think he does say nice one in the books, but he definitely didn't say James. It's like, such a subtle thing, but yeah. it's it's like, oh dang, dude, that is heavy. Yeah, that's heavy, especially with Yeah, what what <laughs> is about so to happen good, to Sirius? Dude. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh Sirius tells Harry to take Neville and the prophecy and get the fuck out. Uh, green light spells are finally in the mix. Uh, Harry notes that there are flashes of green light going around. So finally, uh, these fuckers are like, oh, wait, yeah, we can use Abracadabra. <laughs> we forgot. Shit. Right. Uh, Tonks is out. There, there's a quick mention of Tonks being out. Not sure if she's dead or just stunned. Sirius starts to duel Bellatrix. I think Bellatrix defeated her. Sirius starts to duel her. And I'm like, where is dueling champion Prof? I forgot his name, so I put Prof whatever here. Flitwick. I was Flitwick. thinking of Flitwick. He's <laughs> like, old, and I don't think he's in the. He's not in the order. He's not in the order, but I was like, just he's a dueling champion. Where where is Prof Flitwick when you need him? Yeah. Um, Lucius starts some shit as Harry and Neville try to go away. When Lupin, there wasn't a single mention of Lupin except when he came in, and I kept thinking to myself, where the fuck is Lupin? Lupin finally steps in here. Uh, Harry tries to get Neville out, and the prophecy breaks. Uh, so I have here the exact quote from the book because it's 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 interesting. Uh, well, I I guess nothing nothing really comes of it. I'm just like, oh man. Let's hear it. 
As both of them stared at the place where it had broken, appalled at what had happened, a pearly white figure with hugely magnified eyes rose into the air, unnoticed by any but them. Harry could see its mouth moving, but in all the crashes and screams and yells surrounding them, not one word of the prophecy could be heard. The figure stopped speaking and dissolved into nothingness. So, the prophecy is apparently gone. I'm guessing forever. Uh, I guess at the very least, Voldy can't get his hands on it, which is good. I don't know if they needed this. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this prophecy. Well, okay, look, you have already figured out that whoever made this prophecy, which I am baffled that you don't know who it is, um, whoever made this prophecy made it to Albus Dumbledore. Is it Trelawney? Yes. That's her last name, right? Yes, it's true. Because I realized the last letter was T, and when I was reading Sybil. this over again, it was the hugely magnified eyes, yes. and I was like, that's her whole thing, is she's got giant, like, Coke bottle lenses. Yeah, yes, it's Trelawney. Okay. So, so do you remember when she makes the prophecy to Harry in Prisoner of Azkaban about, like, oh, the servant of the Dark shit. Lord will return, blah, 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 you know, and, like, she has a real prophecy, and Dumbledore makes that crack about, well, that'll bring, bring the total of her her Correct total prophecies to two. to two shit yeah i totally forgot about that wow i am yes. off my game this week pal i am forgetting all the <laughs> shit i should have noticed it's good though okay all right so this is not the prophecy she made to harry obviously right then and there this is something she would have made previously because dumbledore had that crack yes yes also yes, it, yes, ha- yes. it has to be previously because this is what why uh, why Voldy wanted to kill Harry as a baby. Yes. So, look, man, let's... No, I'm not going to say it. Should I'm not we put say a it. pin need, in you this? You need to read the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my next note, all caps. I wonder if you can guess what's coming here. Oh. Is that Dumbledore's music I hear? <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. My guy fucking shows up. Uh, fucking strides in looking all pissed and ready to fuck uh this is from harry's perspective they were saved dumbledore had already sped past neville and harry who had no more thoughts of leaving i mean you should still probably leave dipshits (laughs) uh when the death eaters nearest realized dumbledore was there and yelled to the others. One of the Death Eaters ran for it, scrambling like a monkey up the stone steps opposite. Dumbledore's spell pulled him back as easily and effortlessly as though he had hooked him with an invisible line. Dude. Uh, (laughs) These fuckers are just terrified of Dumbledore, and he is just... I feel like he could have done something cooler to this guy rather than just, like, you know, lassoing him. Just... Do something cool. Just wait, Okay, I'll wait, I'm sure. Um, only one couple were still battling, apparently unaware of the new arrival. Boy, things, things take a turn here very quickly because it gets so hype and then boy, does it take a turn. Harry saw Sirius duck Bellatrix's jet of red light. He was laughing at her. Come on, you can do better than that. He yelled, boy, does she immediately do better than that? (laughs) Fuck. He yelled, his voice echoing around the cavernous room. The second jet of light hit him squarely on the chest. The laughter had not quite died from his face, but the eye, but his eyes widened in shock. 
Harry released Neville, though he was unaware of doing so. Harry jumped to the ground, pulling out his wand as Dumbledore turned to the dais too. It seemed to take serious an age to fall. His body curved in a graceful arc as he sank backward through the ragged veil hanging from the arch. Harry saw the look of mingled fear and surprise on his godfather's wasted, once handsome face as he fell through the ancient doorway and disappeared behind the veil, which fluttered for a moment as though in a high wind and then fell back into place. Ah, shit. Ah, this is, this is some heavy shit. Bellatrix, like, screams. She's like, hell yeah, I got this fucker. Harry is, like, in denial immediately. He's like, what the hell? He just, he's fallen through the archway. He would reappear from the other side any second. But Sirius did not reappear. (sighs) He wasn't ready, dude. Sweet summer child. Yes. He'll just appear on the other side. Oh, man. This poor deluded fool. Uh, as he sprinted toward the dais, Lupin grabbed Harry around the chest, holding him back. There's nothing you can do, Harry. Get him. Save him. He's only just gone through. It's too late, Harry. We can still reach him. Harry struggled hard and viciously, but Lupin would not let go. There's nothing you can do, Harry. Nothing. He's gone. And that is the end of the chapter. Dude. Heavy. There was a brief moment where I was like, is this maybe just some kind of dimensional gateway that maybe Sirius has just traveled through? Maybe this room is like the study of dimensions. But the way Lupin says, like, the way Lupin reacts here and the way this moment is treated like he's he's gone he's he he's gone he's gone gone i he's gone gone you know i talked earlier in this book about how there was that big you know intense goodbye moment between harry yeah. and sirius and <laughs> I, I could was not like, keep it together <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be having troubles I, I do I I don't know if I thought he would just die. Yeah, I asked you and you're like, no, like well, I didn't ask you if you thought he would die. I like I was just like, what do you mean? Like what do you think would right. happen? And nope, that wasn't even in the realm of what you were well, talking about. Well, no, I it was in the realm, but I didn't really think she would go that far, like Rowling, I mean. Like Sure. Th- some kind of comeuppance was definitely coming for Sirius. That much was clear. I don't know if I fully believe that she would take it all the way, but boy, did she. Wasn't um, it done really well, though? It was done really well uh, because it's, boy, Sirius's arrogance, uh, Jesus, His, really. The fucking death of him, man. Literally, literally, literally the death of him. Literally is the death of him. Um, boy, damn. is Harry gonna... Man... Thinking back on how much Harry blamed himself for Cedric's death, I can only imagine... I can only imagine... (laughs) How he's going to react to his godfather. I mean, this is just 100% Harry's fault. This this is his fault. Uh, Like, the, the Cedric one was like, man, that's shitty. I can see why you would feel that way, but it's not your fault. No, this is just your fault. You might as well have abracadabra'd him yourself. Uh... Oh, shit, it's man. so heavy. It was done very extremely well. Very Fuck yeah, extremely dude. well. 
Were you and, and the like, fact that Dumbledore had just arrived and was about to wreck shop, and I'm sure still will wreck shop, only to like for this to happen like immediately after because you get that hype moment of like, oh shit, Dumbledore's here, everything's gonna be okay, to then just oh fuck, Sirius just died. That is yeah, Chef's kiss, very nicely done. Yep, yep, yep. The it's roller so coaster of emotions here at the end of this chapter is. <laughs> Very, very good. So to add to the hype that this whole sequence is in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I've said this to you, but I, I, I'm not sure how you're picturing uh, Bellatrix, but mm-hmm. she's played by Helena Bonham Carter. I think I knew that, yeah, just by osmosis, yeah. And like, sh- just like, eh, like how menacing and just frantic and manic she is, it is... She seems crazy. Like She is bat shit i don't know if like she was always crazy or if azkaban drove her crazy because obviously she's been in azkaban for a long time um or if it just drove her crazier than she already was uh yeah she seems like like even like lucius could like barely even keep her on her leash you know yeah lucius is like trying and she just seems like nutso like when she learns that Longbottom, like it's neville is like she's he's like, their son. She just like forgets everything else. She and drools like, at the mouth. Oh, she's I so excited to fuck with him. Torture this motherfucker. Yeah, she's it's, fucked up. She is. She is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a great character. She's a very very well written character. I think. That's yeah, boy. Uh, so what, what was a way it, to end? Did this. you want to just keep reading? I did. Yeah. Uh, this. Did this you was, see the title of the next chapter? I did not. I always make a point okay. to not look because I know you're you have like screamed at me before like about like you didn't actually look ahead at chapter titles, did you? And I, I respect, you know I wanna tell you what the next chapter's called. Don't tell me. Oh, I'm so sick. <laughs> Don't tell me. Let me discover it. Okay, then literally you better fucking read it tonight. <laughs> okay, tell me then. If you if you want me to do it that way, just tell me. It's called The Only One He Ever Feared. And we know who just showed up. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yes. So is Voldy going to show up? Well, I'm saying Dumbledore just showed no, up. No, I know. I know Dumbledore just showed up. Obviously, Dumbledore is going to wreck shop, but is he going to... Is Voldy going to show up? Like, obviously, they just got the ultimate reinforcements in Dumbledore. Are the Death Eaters going to get their ultimate reinforcements? And are those two going to have a fucking duel? Razzle-dazzle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a feeling this is why Jake wanted to be on this. I mean, that that uh, Make-A-Wish kid <laughs> wanted to be on this episode. This is so fucking rad, Scott. I cannot wait till next weekend to talk to you about this. Wow. I... Because, see, like, I assumed this would be the biggest happening in this book. Oh, no, 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 baby. And I, when, when I read the end of this chapter and Sirius was gone, I was like, wait, why didn't Jake... This, this, I didn't... For a second, I almost thought, like, did I read one ahead too far? And I was like, surely Jake wanted to be on this episode. Fuck. That, uh, that really... Oh, my fucking lord, dude. That makes me intrigued i shall say for next next episode god damn it's so fucking good scott i cannot wait okay yeah this uh the end of this book i'm telling you man 
has a lot to offer. I mean, like that chapter was phenomenal. Like it was a lot. Like I've said before, action sequences in books are very hard to keep interesting for long periods of time. Right. They're, they're, and this was a chapter. They're long hard to do, sequence. and this this was long, but. The action like moved from place to place. It had many different characters involved. I mean, everything is still mostly from Harry's perspective, but you know, they went through like, geez, I feel like almost half a dozen different rooms. There was so much different stuff involved. We had fucking baby heads. We had Dolohov being the MVP of the fucking evil dudes. Uh, it, it held my attention very extremely well. There were times when I had to be like, stop myself from reading and be like, shit, I got to take a note about this before I forget <laughs> about it uh, yeah. and go back a little bit. So this chapter was rad. The two chapters before that, short, to the point, whatever. But <laughs> that chapter had, that last chapter got after it. It really did get after yep. it. Yep, 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 dude. So. Oh my fucking God, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what, one of my favorite things about about this batch is, I mean, and I know I've already said this, but like, it's just like the incredible, uh, mysterious world building that happens mm. in the Department of Mysteries. You you said several times while we were doing this book how awesome the Department of Mysteries was, and you were uh-huh. like really building it up. Let me just say it did not disappoint. Like that Fuck place yeah, is rad. Dude. Fuck that. Like. That is like, uh, that just makes me so happy. That's just, I'm just so fucking stoked, man. Like, right, definitely. Um, so I wanted to ask, like, we, you know, we, you, you and I have talked about how our favorite things are like the mystery stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how, what does this mean? You know, right. like, and we love to talk about it and speculate about it. Right. So we know now that the Department of Mysteries is, and it, putting it in this context really sounds like control. Yes. But it's, it's, it's a government space where the government <laughs> is studying areas of magics that are lesser known or mysterious and we do not know how to harness or control them and then jesse faden comes in and becomes the new director <laughs> yeah yes. <laughs> yes um but it's it, it's so cool to think about it like that yeah. uh i mean so we have we have the time room right yeah so they're obviously studying any magics that can be right involved with time right um and we know that time turners are our thing and or were a thing uh <laughs> but like thing. yeah like it, it almost like begs the question like has there been study like where people try to like apparate into the future or into mm. the past can somebody go and like the time turners only go backwards from my understanding of them like S- sure can you, you know what I mean? Like, that's interesting to me. Right. Uh, no, definitely. Like, uh, let me put it this way. I would definitely play a game set entirely in the Department of Mysteries. Like, just let fuck me explore yes. that shit for, oh like, my God, yes. 20 hours. Like, I don't, I, need, just, I don't need anything outside. I don't need Hogwarts. I don't need Voldy. I don't need Harry. Just the Department of Mysteries by itself, I would spend. We would need, we would need a better writer to. Yes. The, yeah. To, yeah. To give us the the meat and potatoes we need for that. Sure, fair enough. Uh, but yes, I mean it's it's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, do you have is the dais room your favorite room? Y- yeah, like. Uh, so, is this like then the study of like 
death? Yes. Okay. That's how I, I understand it. At I, least. I figured it had to be like this. This fucking veiled archway is just so menacingly described. Like this thing sounds yeah. like ancient and terrifying, and like I guess these whispers that Harry hears are like departed souls. Yeah, I, I yeah, that's that's know. how it's understood. Like, yeah, Th- this this entire book, if if you haven't had like a an aha moment about it specifically, is like is completely themed around death. Yeah. Right. I mean, the the Thestrals are introduced, and it's right. because Harry experienced death last book. Right. Luna guides him on that like journey and experience, um, and then obviously the Veil, Sirius dying. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like it's all about. It's all about that. Yeah. There's even like the whole thing when Moody showed Harry the picture of like the old order of the Phoenix and like, yep, dead, dead, right, dead, right, dead. So. Right. Uh, so, so then it begs the question about the archway, like, cause you, you just said, you said what I was going to say, like, it seems ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Was this, did they just find this or did, <laughs> did, did the ministry build it? Like, it, I just, I want to know. Right, yeah. No, definitely. This this seems oh, like the so kind cool. of thing that they would like you would find and like unearth somewhere and just like fucking ten people die like trying to even like interact with it and then yes. they're just like we just have to move this to some secure ass location and like maybe study it, maybe leave it alone. because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just killing a lot of people and we don't know what the fuck to do with it. That's yeah. that's what I view this stone archway as. And it's so then, fucking rad. then it's like who made it? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's Merlin. so like it's Merlin so interesting. Did. I love it so much. <laughs> it's what you cool. say. I said Merlin made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything that's like ancient wizards, I just default to Merlin. Hey, so, man, like, it could, it could be Merlin. Merlin's a list. Fucking badass. So, actually, this seems like the kind of thing that is so ancient and rad that like even Merlin, like it would be ancient to him. He would be like, I don't know, yeah. what the fuck this is. Yeah, it does. It does seem like that. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, th- those are my main things, you know, like I, I'm glad that you loved this section. I'm glad that you loved, uh, the, the department of mysteries. Uh, I, I knew you would, I didn't know that you would to this level and it makes me mm. very happy that you That's did. good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm Fuck glad. yeah. So we're going to do something a little different here for the end of this episode. Yeah. We got a, a special treat for you here. Okay, let's let's talk about it. What are we doing, Scott? We we thought it might just be fun. We've joked about it several times about like the Scott character power rankings, and I, since I only had to read these three chapters, I was like, I got a little extra time this week. I might throw together a list. Uh, <laughs> I will say I thought long and hard about this, Zachary. This is very serious. This wait, is whoa, not- whoa, whoa, did you just say long and hard? I did say long and hard. <laughs> Uh, this list is a hundred percent accurate. Uh, it, I spent many, many hours, uh, and by hours, I mean about 30 minutes, uh, agonizing over this list and putting it together. Uh, so what are these just characters that you like could remember more or less? Yes. I, I, I got to 50 and I was like, wow, that seems like a good round number. I'll, I'll cut it off there. If I neglected anyone, forgot anyone you think is important and you want me to rank i can throw them in where i think they would go okay but uh i have 50 here right now how do you want to tackle this do you want to go like bottom to top top to bottom let's go bottom to top let's let's do them in like in like five people chunks 
Okay, because I, I, I actually do have them separated into certain sections as well. Uh, but yeah, okay, bottom to top. Uh, I think this is very easy probably for you to guess who comes in at number 50. Do you want to take a crack at this? Oh my god, is it Ron? It's not Ron. Ron showed up in this book. Ron would have moved up. Uh, ahead of a couple, but then in the end of the day, I was like, I have to keep him with his buddy. He has to be right next to his buddy. So okay, so is it together. Harry? No, ha! Gotcha! Gotcha, bitch! It's not okay. Harry. Okay, is it there, Percy? There's No. There's a character that is so shitty in these books that even what I thought to that point was the shittiest character in the series was like, holy fuck, this guy sucks. And it's my fucking dad. Also, BTW. What? Coming in at number 50, James Potter. Oh. The worst fucking character so far in the series. Yeah, he does seem like a real dipshit. He sucks. Uh, Bear in mind, this is... I have not read all these books, obviously. This is to this point, to my knowledge in the series. Sure. Yeah, this this is is a midway pulse check is what's happening here. Midish way, yeah, definitely. Pulse check. That's a good way of saying it. Then we got the boys, uh, Harry and Ron. Harry below Ron. Like I said, I honestly probably would have had Ron ahead of a couple of these fuckers, but I couldn't break up the boys. They're they're butt buddies, so I kept them together. It's just like you and I. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Number 47, Hawkblade. Your boy Hawkblade. Can't stand him. He sucks. Useless. For everybody at home who does not remember, (laughs) that's... (laughs) That's Wormtail. That's, that's Pettigrew. That's fair. That's fair to specify that. Uh, and then rounding out the bottom five, the 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 ones I have labeled as utter garbage is Draco. Draco sucks. Like, there's nothing unique or interesting about think, him. Do, okay, I'll, never mind. I'll, I'll, let's hear the rest of the list. Okay. Uh, my next uh, section tier, if you will, uh, I have labeled as shitty but serve their purpose. Uh, at number 45, Tinky Winky. Number 44, Umbridge. Number 43, Barty Crouch Sr. Number 42, Trelawney. Number 41, Karkle. 40, Voldy. Uh, it may surprise people to see Voldy this low. Until uh, Ralph Fiennes' performance of him, I-, I just I just don't find Voldy to be very interesting of a villain. Okay, like, yeah, that's all. fair. But I, like you said, I, th- I think we'll get more of him. Uh, yeah, I, I, what I think he me. will come to appreciate like what what he is and like what he represents sure i don't know that you'll be like oh voldemort's a badass but right right sure um number 39 peeves here's your boy number 38 percy uh number 37 lucius number 36 corny fudge and that rounds out the shitty but serve their purpose section I'm surprised uh, Peeves is that low for you. I thought you liked how nah, Peeves was a fucker. I, d- I don't really care for Peeves much. Uh, Interesting. Okay. You know, can't say that I do. What about the other ghosts? Are the other ghosts in there? I don't. I think he's the only. He's not a ghost. He's a poltergeist. Well, right. Sure. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, if you want me to add a ghost, I can certainly add a ghost. I mean, I'll, I'll bring it up later. Yeah. We'll I, I'm, I'm taking notes. Uh, numbers 35 through 27, I have just labeled meh. Um, Crum at 35, Professor Dirtyboard at 34, <laughs> Fleur, she basically only made the list because I love calling her that, Fleur at 33, 
Madame Maxime at 32. <sighs> this one's going to crush your soul. Luna at 31. What? That yeah. low? Listen, there's a lot of good characters. I, I kind of realized how many characters I like when I'm doing this. Um, fake Moody wow. TM at 30, <laughs> followed by his boy Real Moody at 29. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you like Real Moody more? Slightly more. Very okay. slightly. Okay. Uh, 28, The Bagman. Uh, 27, Dobby. Dobby, you know, if I had done this like two books ago, Dobby, meteoric rise uh, for your boy Dobby. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been near the bottom uh, if not for book four. Uh, and then that brings me to the next tier, which is a big one. Hold, hold no. on. Wait, go wait. Ahead. Before you go on, I okay. think I've just realized. We're doing this on the fly, everybody, just so you know, okay? <laughs> I think I would like I would like to try and guess your top five. Well, wait, let me get to the top five. Oh, well, before okay, I do but these? You'll, you'll okay, no, no, that's out fair. A lot of names that's already. fair. Yes, okay. Guess my top five. Okay, so your I'm not top gonna five react is at all. probably in order. One, two, three, four. Hold on, let me. Uh, it's probably... Well, okay, you're going to be a dipshit and, be, <laughs> and have jokes. So it's going to be Crookshanks. Hermione. I never have jokes. What are you talking about? <laughs> Lockhart. Uh, oh, maybe Snape would be above them. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna Snape for four, and Dumble for five. What's the order? One is Crookshanks. Two is Hermione. Three is Lockhart. Four is Snape. Five is Dumble. Okay. We shall see. All right. All right. Uh. This next tier is like them a lot with a few caveats, and I will explain my caveat for each one. Okay. Uh, starting at number 26, Kingsley Shacklebolt. Great fucking name. Like him a lot. Uh, we just, I don't, haven't seen a ton of him. That's that's my only caveat. Fair enough. He's, he's uh, if this helps your vision of him, uh-huh. to me, he's like the Order's version of Dolohov. He's just, he's oh, powerful. Okay. He's, he's tough. He, he fucks. Okay. Yes, he He fucks. should have shown up for this rescue mission, it seems like. Yeah. Wait, did he? Am I just forgetting now already? Did he what? Was he there for this rescue yeah, mission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shit. He wasn't, like, mentioned at all, I feel like, after they busted in. Yeah, yeah they don't talk about his fighting, unfortunately, a lot. But Probably because yeah, he, he was, powerful. no, they do. I fucking should have made note of this. They kept, like, every time he was mentioned, he was fighting, like, two Death Eaters at once. Yes. How could I not? Once. Yep. Yeah, how could I not have made a note of that? Jesus, I'm the worst. Yeah, he. I'm telling you, he fucks. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I should have moved him up. <laughs> Either way. This next one is not a joke answer at all. Uh, those gargoyles outside of the staff room. Oh my god, you fucking bitch. <laughs> What's their caveat? The caveat is I just want more of them. <laughs> That's fair. I just want more of them. Uh, number 24, Firenze. Oh, Our okay. main man, Centaur Man Forense. Uh, he seems okay. cool. I guess, again, just not enough of him. Uh, 23. This one may be surprising. Neville. Neville, also a meteoric rise. Uh, he would have been a lot lower Hell had yes. I made this a couple books ago. But I like Neville quite a bit. My yeah, caveat dude. for him, I guess, is that he started off a real bitch boy coward. So Yeah. I, it, it's in this book that we see, and I'm going to say it in Harry Potter terms and you're going to roll your eyes, but oh God. it's in this book that we see his Gryffindor like start to come out. Like he becomes more courageous, more outgoing and more like confrontational. Like he, he's, he's not running away from the fight. All right. You're the worst, but fine. 
number 22, Flitwick. Uh, I always get a chuckle anytime Flitwick is mentioned in the books, uh, but again, just not a ton there. Sure. Um, number 21, Sirius. Um, I don't know if this is a surprise that he's this low or this high. I thought he would be lower on your rank. Like, okay, fair enough. He would have a higher number. Right. Serious, I, I like he's just he's he's an idiot. Like he's a real idiot. Um that's what just happened. <laughs> Nothing. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> just may have shit my pants a little bit. Oh, but. excellent. Was that what that sound was? I thought you dropped something. <laughs> yeah, I dropped shit out of my asshole. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yep. Uh, making the top 20, just barely squeaking in. Hot ass Bill. Hot ass Bill hell Weasley. Yes. He's hot as hell. Uh, again, I guess my only caveat is we just don't get a lot of him. Um, number 19, Hedwig. Uh, Ooh, interesting. Like, I like Hedwig. Um, I guess my only caveat is she listens to Harry sometimes, and fuck that. <laughs> Huh. Um, number 18, you're going to be real upset about this one, too, but I would just like to bear in mind, there's a lot of good characters still yet to come. Uh, McGonagall at 18. Oh. Uh, she she did nothing against Peeves that one time. I'm going <laughs> to hold that hold one that over against her head. I have a feeling that she will skyrocket uh, later in the series. Okay. All right. Uh, number 17, Cho Chang. Um, above like, McGonagall. Above McGonagall. I like show a lot. I I feel sorry for her a lot though. Yeah. Um. She's she's kind of this sad, like sympathetic character. Um. Cho's great. Uh. Number sixteen, Cedric. Um. I, I guess the only caveat is that he died, and I wish I got more of him. Yeah. Um. And then rounding out the this tier, I like them a lot with a few caveats, is Hagrid. I love Hagrid, but boy, does he pull some dumb shit all yeah. the time. Yes. Like, all he, he's, the time. He's my biggest eye roll character. Yeah. Like, I love him because, like, he's a teddy bear, and I love yes. like I love him as that. But, like, yeah. boy, Hagrid, like, yeah. you need to grow <laughs> like, up a little bit. What are you doing sometimes, buddy? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, second to last tier here is just titled Awesome, Love Them. Uh, this is 14 through uh, number six, so just before the top five. Uh, okay. This this is where it started to get really tough. Uh, number 14, Ginny. Ooh. Uh, love Ginny, just like there's just there's just other characters above her. Uh, 13, Fred slash George. I, I did not separate them. I cannot separate them. They are one entity, always and forever. Uh Right, I that was tough putting them ahead of Ginny, but I had to do it. I think I like Fred more than George, but <sighs> okay, weirdo. Uh, number twelve, Arthur. Uh, this this is like the Weasley block right here. Number... Wait, interesting. Arthur above the twins. Yeah, I love Arthur. Arthur's so great. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. You like do, we you we get more of Fred Arthur. and George, but every time Arthur is in it, I'm just like, Arthur's so funny, dude. He's I think Arthur is funnier ball. than Fred and George. Like you, what? I think Arthur is definitely funnier than Fred and George. Do you really? Yeah, the we just there's just slightly less of him, but every time he shows up, he shows up. Yeah. Uh, number eleven, slightly ahead of Arthur is Molly. 
Uh, wow. Love Molly to death. I would put Molly above Arthur for sure, but I would put the twins above both of them. Interesting. Um, number 10, again, like I said, this list is completely serious. There are zero jokes here. Just squeaking into the top 10. Terry Boone! <laughs> <laughs> Did I not see that coming? Uh, Terry Boone. That's hilarious. Awesome. Love him to death. Um, number nine, Mundungus Fletcher, my fucking wow, guy. Wow, Mundungus. This He's, is a joke. No, that one's actually real. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, eight, I'm kind of ashamed of this one, but I'm also not because, uh, well, I'll just read it here. That painting dude whose name escapes me right now. Phineas. Phineas. What is his Phineas last name? Nigel- Nigellus. Phineas Nigellus. Fuck yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's rad. Fuck yeah, that guy. Number eight for my guy, Phineas. Uh, Phineas is badass. Just ahead of him, uh, the only one who has ever absolutely put Harry in his goddamn place more than Phineas Nigellus, Snape. Snape. And he's at what rank? At seven. Wow. Yeah. Well, your top five is going to be all jokes then. No, there's only two jokes. (laughs) I mean, there's no jokes in there. (laughs) Okay. Wow, Snape at seven. Snape at seven. Um, Six is Dumble. What? Uh, Yeah, and that that rounds out my awesome love them. And now we're to the top five. You have... Well, you you missed one that I feel like should have been obvious. One... Once I say it, I feel like you will realize it's obvious. The other three, you were dead on. Uh, okay. Number five, Lupin. How could you not oh, think I would put yeah, Lupin duh. in the top five? Come on. That's the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, number four. Man, by the way, this top five was tough. Tough to order. Actually, any, everything in the top ten was pretty tough. Uh, number four, Hermione. Uh, wow. Hermione's great. Uh, oh, I... <laughs> I had this one. Untouchables can do nothing wrong is these top five. Uh, Hermione, number four. This is the, come on. Number three, Fox. How oh, could you forget yeah. about Fox? I didn't think you would rank Fox. Dude, yeah. Fox is the best. Yes. Except there are two ahead of him. <laughs> and then two, <laughs> Crookshanks, number one, always in my heart, love him to death, Gilderoy motherfucking Lockhart at number wow. one. Wow, dude. And that is Scott's top 50 character rankings. Um, did I forget anyone you feel like I desperately need to rank? Uh, desperately, no. But I made a note when you said Malfoy in the bottom, I think it was bottom five or bottom uh-huh. ten. That was Draco. Uh, I was like, okay, is he going to have his dad above him? Yeah, I did. And then also, did you say Lucius? Did yeah. I just miss that? Lucius was at 37, right in between okay. Percy and Corny Fudge. And then what about Crab and Goyle? Oh, I don't give a shit about Crab and Goyle. Okay, <laughs> they're not on the list. Okay. Uh, they would be right next to Draco, I guess. Okay. Um, what about Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington? You know, I almost ranked him. Um, he'd probably be in the meh, somewhere in the meh range. Uh, okay. Probably ahead of... Ahead of Maxime under Luna. Okay. Like, what? Luna is higher in the rankings than him. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Huh. Okay. Uh, what about Winky? <laughs> oh, I wrecked Tinky Winky. She was like 40, 
Oh, you said Winky? Yeah, Tinky Winky is I think you were just rapid-firing a little bit. I was, I was. Uh, She just made it out of bottom five utter garbage. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Winky kind of sucks. Okay, and then uh, did you rank Barty Crouch? Which one? I ranked both of them, yes. Senior. Barty Crouch Senior was number 43, just beating out Umbridge. I do not like like Barty Crouch Senior. Gotcha, yeah, he sucks. He sucks. Hmm. He sucked in the movie, too. Yeah, he does suck in the movie. His yeah. stupid hair comb mustache. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think that nailed his character. Like, uh, he's a shitbag. He, yeah, you're not wrong. He didn't seem... I pictured him way older from the books. Oh, okay, interesting. But that could have been just me. Um, What about the Dursleys? Oh, you're right. I did not rank the Dursleys. Ooh. I think the only one I would care enough to rank would be my boy. Uh, what the fuck is the dad's name? Vernon. Vernie. Yeah, Vernie. He would probably go and like them a lot with a few caveats. The caveats being he's a terrible ass person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'd probably, he'd probably be like very bottom of that. Like Kingsley Shacklebolt would be ahead of him. Um, and those gargoyles outside the staff room for sure would be a Percy's not on the list. Percy's on the list, yeah. I was going real rapid fire at the bottom. Percy is in shitty but serve their purpose. Uh, he okay. is number 38. Gotcha. Right below Lucius. I like Lucius more than Percy. There you go. What about Bellatrix? Where would you fit her in? I thought about doing her, but she's so, like, new. Like, I just don't... <sighs> guess shitty but sir she'd probably be she'd be below lucius i like lucius more than her for sure of all so the far. bad of all like the quote-unquote bad guys in this series mm-hmm. she's my favorite like villain in the series that's interesting i i kind of like lucius like do you really he not like he's just he's pretty good at being shitty yeah <laughs> like yeah. i he, just uh he, i think you'll actually like some things around circulating around him a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, I, I Draco like sucks. I like don't like anything about him, but I kind of dig Lucius. Like he's yeah. he's he's obviously a terrible person and is like a bad guy, but he's probably the most inter- he's he's definitely the most uh interesting deeter and the only one that's like a quote-unquote bad guy I have ahead of him is Corny Fudge which I still mm. that was mainly because that heel turn of corny fudges was was real fucking good. So. Yeah. Yeah, no you're right. I think that's a solid list, Scott. Yeah, uh, man. Like I said, zero you- jokes, uh undisputable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I forgot Phineas's name. Oh shit. Um You know, hearing this list makes me a little happy. I feel like I it, it it's nice to get my reward where it feels like there are more things than I realize that you are enjoying about the series. Definitely. I uh, was honestly shocked that there were like 26 characters that I was like, like them a lot or better. I was like, yeah, that's a good chunk of characters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, for especially look, and here's a, here's the crazy thing is like, we could go on and on about characters that we love and all the reasons that we love them from like Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we the beauty of that series, which I do think that this is a serious flaw of the Harry Potter series, is that mm. 
in Game of Thrones, you get to see things from their perspective, yes. right? Yes. Or or you get to see them doing things from other people's perspectives right. and not just from one view. Definitely. And so it is it is a somewhat comforting. I'm not saying that this like holds a stone to like the to to the writing, you know, that like Game of Thrones was able to accomplish, but like that there are that many characters that you like yeah. and we're only getting to see them from Harry's perspective. Definitely. I think is 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 awesome. Like I think part of that may be I focus on the side characters more when they are present just because I hate Harry so much. Uh, that's fair. I I see that. I mean, I know you're saying it as a joke, but like th- so many characters on the sidelines are so much more compelling. Yes. Definitely. And that's my whole thing. Like I've said a bunch is like sh- give me more of these interesting side characters cuz some of them are genuinely really cool. Uh but we get mostly Harry, which sucks. But I mean, I guess, you know, it is what it is. So. It is what it is. So how we feeling? So, th- I mean, we're calling this a pulse check. Mm-hmm. How we feeling about the series as a whole so far? Um, The bad and the good. I mean, you know, like. Right. Like, listen, like this, this chapter got me real hype. This last one I read, like that was real good. But I have not made it a secret that I have. For for a majorly large chunk of this book, not enjoyed it at all. Um, gotcha. Like, this book was... Yeah, you're right. The ending really does do a lot of heavy lifting in this book. But, I mean, the fourth book was great. Uh, the third book was... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's... There's a lot to like, but there's also a lot of stuff that I either just don't like or straight up don't care about. Sure. So I I've, I feel like you're enjoying the world, like being in in this fiction more than you are like the books themselves as of right now. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. And just like talking about it, of course, is always fun. We always talk about it. Just like sure, me and you chatting about it and doing it for the podcast is is making it fun in its own way. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. Like the world building, being in this world, you know. You know, talking about these fun and goofy characters is a lot of times more fun than, oh, this story, these story beats are so, you know, compelling, like, right, right, that right, kind right. of thing, so. Yeah, um, I, I've, I'm, I know that we're starting to run a little bit long on an episode that we thought was going to be short, <laughs> uh, so I'll make this quick, but I, I have to say, and... You may roll your eyes, and our listeners may roll their eyes because I, I feel like I say something like this pretty goddamn often. Um, but but specifically about J.K. Rowling, she got on some shit writing the end of this book and the rest of the series. Like this, like from like a chapter ago, mm-hmm. from the last chapter we read to the rest of the series, it's fucking turned up to eleven. It is so much more interesting it is absurd i hope and i know i've been saying that for a long time and like now we're actually here right pretty sure the first time you said that was like end of book three you're like from the shrieking shack on man it's fucking lights (sighs) out baby no no not lights out (laughs) i mean but it 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 it's like Oh, fucking christ dude it's so good dude i mean i hope so listen i've said it before i'll say it again no one wants me to enjoy this series more than I myself do. Like, I want to have a good time reading it. Right. Uh, but if I swear to God, if we get one more goddamn Quidditch chapter, 
God damn it. <laughs> I'm over here playing with my pen. Like, <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, man. So, anyway, I'm glad that you enjoyed this batch. Uh, that fucking chapter, uh, chapter 35, Beyond the Veil, is is up there as well. It's a top 10 I think yeah, of, of the series, it's that incredible. Was, that was a phenomenal chapter. Like I've I've said throughout this entire book, like the the trial at the beginning was definitely the highlight of the book, and uh, I think it may just have gotten. Oh, that's close. The, the The trial was real fun. Just Dumbledore. Um, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and just be like, ah, I think the next chapter is gonna win it for you. Yeah, me. you say that, and you you're <laughs> probably right. You're probably right. You you yeah. generally know what I like. So yes, uh, you're yeah. Next chapter is probably gonna be the your. I actually, you know what? I don't know that I'll say that it's the most well written chapter. I just think you're gonna enjoy it the most. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, listen, guys, we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hey, you know, I feel like I don't say this enough and Scott always has to chime in, but tell a friend if you guys are liking this show. Okay. It, it, it goes a long way. Word of mouth really is, you know, we can post on Instagram, we can post on Twitter, but if you tell a friend or your grandma to listen to the show, that just goes a much longer way than us trying to, you know, do this thing on our own. So really, uh, share it with people who you think would enjoy this. They have to be okay with listening to two idiots have a fucking 13 year old boy mm. humor um which grandmas love obviously grandmas fucking grandmas love. are way into that they're so into it dude uh yeah and go hit us up on the twitter at we don't want a pod same handle for instagram speaking and, of uh, i might throw this uh this character power rankings up on the twitter if you want to see it in all its glory uh when this episode comes out that way you can really hate on me and come at me with all your terrible opinions. Mine is the definitive one, of course. Yeah. The uh, only true authority on Harry Potter exactly. is this guy. Scotty Westside. This guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last ask I'll have for you guys is uh, go hit us up on the on, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Those, those really hook us up. Uh, it means a long way. It also makes our wieners feel like warm and fuzzy mm. when we see a nice review about us. So, you know, go do that. Uh, We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Until next time, uh, we will see you then.